0: Hey guys, it's me and I'm back with a special episode of My Best Vintage Life because I have a special guest. Yeah, it's me, Art Schwarzenegger. I'm back. Welcome to the Great Vintage Debate 2020. But before we begin, I'd like to do just my normal little intro and give you some updates. Is that okay, Art?
1: Of course, that's okay.
0: Okay, Chalupa's. But you're to, going down. Chalupa is supposed to be moderating this debate. However, she is fast asleep um, on her little sheepskin out in our seating area, so we'll excuse her. She's a snoozy girl. Snoozy girl. Snoozy girl. Okay, first off, I have a new email for the podcast. Um, I went through G Suite, so I now have a G Suite email. What that basically means is that uh, it's at and then the business name. So is that
1: similar to G Spot? Or is that just Gmail?
0: Okay, I'm just going to continue. Um, this is supposed to be a G-rated podcast. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. I curse all the time. It's fine. I'm just going to pretend like you didn't say that. Okay, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. So if you have any questions, you just want to say hi, shout shout it out. Send an email. Okay social media we are now on pinterest my best vintage life we are on pinterest check it out i'm super excited for the pinterest boards pinterest is probably one of my favorite forms of social media um but don't forget we're also on instagram and facebook as well at my best vintage life podcast so were you gonna say something
1: no i just like how professional you look
0: (laughs) website okay if you haven't been to the website Sign up for the newsletter on the website, which um, my marketer, Leanne, is sending me test um, emails today. So hopefully within the next week, you'll be getting the first round of emails if you've signed up.
1: Somebody's fancy. They have a marketer. Yes,
0: I have a marketer. Um, And also don't forget to check out um, the blog posts on the website as well, com. I also have a Google Voice number now. So if you want to call me, you can. The number is, and I actually have a Fresno number. 559-365-6743. That's 559-365-6743. If you want to call, leave a voicemail. I'd be happy to play it on the, um, the next episode if that interests you. So excited for that. And most importantly, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, please do so. It makes a huge difference in the overall success of the podcast. So I can't ask you enough. If you have the time, it takes like three to five minutes max to write a review. If you could do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, and then let's see. Oh, my obsession at the moment. Can you guess what it is, Art?
1: Mm, donuts.
0: Well, donuts are not a moment obsession. They are an always obsession. But my obsession at the moment is not drinking. I'm going on two months sober. So that feels pretty good
1: sober. It's not like you drank.
0: Well, I, I wasn't drinking a little. I was drinking a good bit. And what,
1: I've... one glass of wine every three days? <laughs>
0: no. No, I think it was a little bit more than that. I don't need to go into it. Either way, I'm detoxed. I feel good. My skin looks great. I've lost weight. I don't feel as tired. I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck out of my sleep, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited.
1: That's good. That's quite an accomplishment.
0: You're going to have to move closer to the mic, my friend. How's this? It's a little too close. How's that? Scooch in. Scooch. My uh, setup isn't really designed for a large man. Art's having trouble squeezing in. It's all right.
1: And then also, how about if people want to get a hold of me? So I'll let you know about my social media. I don't have anything. You'd have to call me. No Facebook, no Instagram, no Pinterest, no sonogram. Just good old phone.
0: I don't I don't know if that's a good idea to give out your phone number on a public. I'm not. Okay. And last but not least, don't forget about my Follain Natural Beauty Ambassador code, ref underscore basic bougie Bridget, uh, to save 15% off your first order. Take care of that skin, gals. The sun's coming out. Spring's here. Got to get on that SPF.
1: Springtime is actually the best time to get it. To get what? Skin products and SPF because it's a sneaky sun.
0: Yeah, it is a sneaky sun. Well, it's a sneaky sun all year long, especially wintertime. But, yes, spring as well. So enough with that. Now we can carry on to...
1: The Great Vintage Debate 2020.
0: Yes, The Great Vintage Debate 2020. So super excited um, to firstly answer some of your debate questions And then Art and I came up with a few of our own. So first we're going to start with questions from listeners. I thought I'd start with a silly one just to open up nice and light. This is from listener Chloe. Chloe wants to know, who does Chalupa love more? Me. (laughs) You know, I'd have to say that's probably pretty accurate. Chalupa adores Art when he goes upstairs out of um, his office. She's always running around looking for him. I will say this much, though. Um, she gives her a lot more treats than I do. That's
1: the trick.
0: Yeah. So at one point in time, he had a bag of treats in his desk drawer, and she was conditioned to the desk drawer opening. <laughs> so I don't really think I can d- debate this one that much. I think she does love you more than me, but for obvious reasons, as she is psychologically conditioned.
1: No, but I think I have competition. Remember with Dylan? She would not leave Dylan's side. Yes. But Dylan. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. Our uh, our friend Dylan, she really loves him. And she has been waiting out on the uh, chair for him out in our seating area for a long time. So she's patiently waiting for Dylan to come back. Um, and it's really nice because she was not much of a, a man-loving dog when I got her. She was just trying to attack everyone's ankles. Um, so it's nice to see her warm up to to having warm men in her life. All right. The next question comes from our friend Andrew. It was originally geared toward art as a question for art, but I thought it'd be cool to use in the, um, the debate itself. Um, so what are the worst vintage trends, um, you've seen throughout your career in vintage?
1: The thing that I really hated the most was those skinny jeans that originated in the sixties and then they came back and they were awful. they made guys look horrible.
0: So skinny jeans. Yeah. I don't think they do much for women either, um, and I feel like they were really big when I was in college for sure, and I still see girls wearing them today. Um, they just don't balance out anybody's shape very well, unless you're kind of like rail thin and um, like much, like very much, like kind of like a waif build. Um, but if you're curvy, it's just definitely not the right cut for you.
1: Oh, absolutely not. If you got it, you got to show it. Okay. I also hated Von Dutch when Von Dutch came back.
0: Yeah. Von Dutch is crap. Ugh, oh God. Von Dutch and just it's just like one of those brands that makes me want to vomit. Oh yeah. I mean, it was back briefly, but um definitely not my cup of tea. I'm not big on brands that are like that that put themselves out there. You know what I mean? Like oh, all absolutely. about their names. Especially like when the big purse craze went on with like all the different purses with all like the brand names on the purses like i don't know i just like for example coach when coach rebranded thank god they did because i i saw another bag with those fucking c's on them like i, I felt like my head was gonna explode and there are still people out there that use those and that's fine um i just i personally don't like them not that that's really a vintage trend but that's just an example of like way too much branding like too much in your face branding um and that's one of the reasons why i'm just not into von dutch because other than the von dutch name what does it offer you it's like a fucking trucker hat or a t-shirt there's yeah. no, no substance to it Man, made
1: in china crap yeah you know the other mm-hmm. thing i really can't stand but i don't know if it was vintage or not it was bling Hated bling, oh, and yeah. I still see people wearing bling jeans with a floor delete. Yeah,
0: it's alive and well. It's alive and well in Fresno and and Clovis, which is a city outside of Fresno. <laughs> um, we're pretty behind in fashion trends here. It's kind of embarrassing, but um, blew me
1: away that somebody would still wear that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not. I don't know how it's comfortable either. Um, but yeah, no, I think that those are all um, pretty good examples. Any other ones?
1: No i pretty much like vintage trends that come back i love when hawaiian shirts come back i love when surplus military comes back uh bell bottoms are always fun when you see people wearing cool flares um you know you got to have a right look to pull it off to wear a disco shirt and flares on a normal day that's not a costume party so much props to people who do and can
0: yeah um, I mean, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that are, like, horrible. Um,
1: I think that's the beauty of vintage.
0: I, d- I mean, vintage. I'm not, like, a fan of, like, Genco. Like, that that came back briefly recently. I never wore those. I thought—I think certain people did pull them off well when they had their moment in the 90s, but— um, If that's something you're ever looking for, people vintage-wise, it's really hard to find. So, I mean, we've had people, multiple people reach out to us about collecting them, and it's just, like, it's so piecemeal. We don't find a ton of them. Um, And hopefully, it's just, maybe it'll just, like, stay away. It's it's definitely not one of my favorite trends that have come back, that's for sure. I feel like, um, eventually, Crocs will be a thing, you know? There's always, like, an ugly shoe comeback.
1: I will never sell Crocs.
0: Ah, no. Not my uh not my cup of tea. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um Allison, our friend Allison of Fig and Honey Lavish Grazing just um throwing in an advertisement there. Some free advertising Fig and Honey Lavish Grazing in Fresno if you would like a graze board. Allison and Kelly are very talented.
1: Extra bread.
0: Extra bread. <laughs> Um, Allison wants to know what past trends do you use for foresee coming back. All of them. I think the
1: classic look, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. The only one I don't want to come uh, back is 90s. I
0: I did not like grunge. No, I don't. I don't. People, there aren't enough people out there into 40s and 50s. A lot of times you see it in runway collections, like haute couture. You see a nod to that era um, because it was very soft and feminine, but I just don't see it coming back mainstream. And a lot of the people um, who are into that era of vintage, wear it as more of like, um, like a costume look versus, you know, everyday kind of more practical look, you know what I mean? And I think one of the main reasons why the, um, the, the 90s has been as successful as it has is because it was definitely a decade of comfort. Whereas the further you go back in time, the more fussy the clothes and, not everyone has the patience for that and not everybody finds it practical. Um So I do definitely see people today being more practical. So I believe that the trends that will come back will be the ones that offer people comfort and ease of wear.
1: Man, you blew me away on that one. You, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. Right. Well put. Yes, I exactly. Mean, I, I, I was just thinking in my head, huh? The, Will the Victorian age come back?
0: No. No. I mean, it's it's beautiful. And I I have so much admiration for people who collect and and wear pieces like that. But I just think it's work. I don't, I mean, I hate to say this, but we're living in like a very lazy society. Not lazy. I wouldn't say lazy.
1: It's just. We're on a faster pace than they were yeah. back then. I like
0: mean, you wanna roll a, like roll out of bed in the morning and like throw on your like busted up Levi's and, you know, I don't know. I mean I can think of so many trends from more modern eras that would be easier to throw on than than like a blouse with like thirty buttons, you know, or something with a bustle.
1: Or some whalebone you gotta go find <laughs> yeah. somewhere.
0: Um, so Allison I I guess my answer to you is I really the trends I see coming back are practical ones and I think that's why we as vintage sellers are selling a lot of the same thing over and over you know when it comes to denim and surplus and t-shirts and sweatshirts it's just because it's very it holds its place in time it's still very relevant to today and it, it adds an ease of wear to people's lives um, I don't, I don't think I ha- we have enough time to go into like super specific things, but I think what we've been seeing is what we will continue to see with maybe just some eras peppered in as like trend pieces.
1: Yeah. that's well put and maybe possibly some, uh, repurposed things. I think that's coming a long way too, where you're taking something from an era and adding flavor to it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, this one to one. We're not keeping score. Art's very competitive. I am not competitive at all. So I thought this would just be more for fun. It is fun. This is from listener Carmen. Carmen asks, should vintage be altered slash dyed to fit in with modern trends or should it remain pure?
1: Is she strictly talking about dying something or?
0: Altered slash dyed. So altered and or dyed.
1: If I here's my theory on dying, as you know, we do so much dying and it's because a
0: lot of times it's a necessity. It's a
1: necessity because it's stained. Yeah, um, It can't be used for what it is. And instead of wasting it, we try to bring it back to life in a different form. And if sometimes it's the same thing happens with jeans that are too big, they're not going to get used because most fashion people are in, in a certain, you know, bell shaped curve. So we end up resizing them or reusing them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally think things should be altered or dyed. Otherwise, it's it's kind of going against everything I believe in. Um, I, I hate seeing things laying around the warehouse going to waste because something has a stain. I very frequently find things for myself that I like, um, and I say to Art, like, hey, are you sending out a box to the dye house and maybe I just try cause I know I'm not going to wear it with that stain, but maybe I'll wear it if it's dyed. And very often it, it works out for me that I didn't let something go to waste, you know? So I do think dying is super helpful and I think alteration is super helpful as well. I don't, I'm not one of those people that is so sentimental about something that I think it needs to be, remain pure. Um, I'm sure there's people out there like that, but that's definitely not me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a threshold like a, value threshold that you shouldn't alter because otherwise it'll depreciate like you know pair two thousand dollar levi's you're not going to alter those you're no. going to leave them the way they are and and enjoy them
0: yeah okay so that is it for uh listener questions now we're going to go into questions we came up with um gonna start it nice and heavy this is one that i came up with. <laughs> what are your thoughts on fur art
1: I like them on boots. Boots with the fur. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, I don't have a problem with fur. Uh, You know, it's up to you. I won't judge you and you shouldn't judge me.
0: Okay. Um, How I feel about fur, I don't think we should be buying it new. Um, I look at fur as it was originally used ages ago for warmth um and it was a necessity and now it's not really a necessity there are a lot of vintage fur pieces out there that are just going to go to waste if they're not used so if you're someone who has your great aunt's vintage coat and you want to wear it more power to you um you were probably not even born when that coat was created or whatever animal was killed for that coat was killed for that coat. You probably weren't even born. It's not fun to think about, but at the same time, it's just going to go to waste. I have mentioned on a previous episode that a lot of animal shelters, especially in cold climate areas will um, accept fur coats for the animals because it provides them with warmth and insulation um, and comfort. So that's also an option. If for you, for example, you do have a coat and it goes bad or something and you want to donate it, that's an option, but Um, I'm not really promoting buying new fur, um, but I definitely don't judge anybody who's going to wear a vintage fur just because I think it's, it's good to put it to use. Otherwise it's just, it's just like anything else, just like something that would be sitting in the warehouse with a stain on it. It's like, okay, we could dye it or it's just going to sit here and and collect dust and, and be garbage essentially.
1: Yeah. it gives it respect to the animal.
0: I mean... Yeah, I I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad to wear vintage fur. That's, that's my final thought.
1: You want another one?
0: (laughs) Okay, here's a good one. Should everyone that likes vintage work with vintage?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) I love cake. I love cookies. I should not be a baker.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what I did see? Um, (laughs) I saw a post on Instagram that was along those lines. It was like, just because you make great cupcakes doesn't mean you should quit your job and go be a baker. Um and I, I that really kind of resonated with me because I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, Wow, I I can find great stuff at a thrift store so I should open up like a vintage clothing store and it's I'm not very pro that. I'm pro you following your dreams, but I'm pro doing it in a reasonable way.
1: Absolutely. You know, try it first. Go work in a shop, see what it takes. Get a little breath of experience other than going to a thrift store and you found a t-shirt because there's a lot more to it to be successful.
0: Do you think that people should have a business background?
1: They don't necessarily need one, but they need a strong work ethic to be successful.
0: See, I think a, a business, that's where I'm going to go against you a little bit there. I think having some sort of business education is really important.
1: Well, they have these early programs for women called the Girl Scouts and Brownies. And they pedal these little cookies and they learn how to do business.
0: Well, that is. That that's is, why
1: women have the advantage now.
0: That's a good example of entrepreneurship. Um, oh, I
1: love it. I think it's awesome.
0: However, I do think like either taking an online course <coughs> or. Oh, God. I wish I had a cough button. Either taking an online course or getting like an associate's degree. I'm not saying you have to go get your MBA, but. If you have absolutely no idea how a business works, you need to, I, I think you need to like do some self-education there at least, at the very least. Before I you... disagree. Okay.
1: I think go set up at a swap meet, at a flea market, yeah, no, at a fair, true. and see how you interact with people. See if you like talking to people because some people don't like talking to people.
0: No, do something small. And people are probably yeah. like, well, Bridget, you don't have a business degree. I don't, but I did work at a company where I was using other people's money to basically gamble, um, professional gambling. I don't have a business degree. That's what I consider fashion buying. Um, so but I definitely learned a lot by doing that, by not using my own money and using somebody else's and seeing, okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I No, I'm not. You
1: interrupted me twice, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't have a business degree, but I have a strong business background because ever since I was a little boy, I was buying and selling different things. Every day
0: I'm hustling. Hustling every day. Okay. Um Are we done with that one? Should we move on? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Uh will you? okay, so this is kind of like a a group together. Question, will vintage, used, secondhand ever take over the fast fashion industry?
1: Something pretty drastic would have to happen. And that would be every single supply chain coming into this country to be disrupted. Yeah. As we're kind of seeing a little bit now. And
0: Yeah, but people just, they're never going to give it up as much as it breaks my heart.
1: We didn't say they're giving it up. What if they can't get it?
0: Well... Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't think I think I think that would be like it would have to be something cataclysmic.
1: Doesn't have to be that bad. You can put an embargo. We can have this is what's going on in Italy right now. The entire country is shut down. Yeah, but so what are those people doing?
0: They're no, right. It's true. I just um,
1: and we don't know how long okay, it's going to be just, shut down.
0: Let's just say coronavirus aside and crazy things happening aside. Just say like living everyday normal life. I don't think it'll ever, I don't think it'll ever happen just because people are, are just like, we're just in such a consumer society. I mean, look at what's going on right now at like fucking Costco and Walmart and Target people buying toilet paper, like crazy. Like all we need want to do is buy shit and fill our houses up with shit and be hoarders like, and that kind of mentality feeds into fast fashion. Okay. Need like five tops for twenty dollars you know like that i just don't think sadly that's that's going to ever go away in this country completely no matter how hard people like me or the other vintage sellers out there that were trying to educate people i just don't think there's a cure
1: when i started in this 20 years ago people used to laugh at me for Selling used clothes.
0: Yeah, and that was twenty years ago. Twenty years ago and look where we it, are now. It
1: has come such a long way.
0: So, I know, but
1: you know, never underestimate the power of the human spirit to be oh strong. Oh
0: God. Don't sound like a negative Nancy. No, I'm not I'm
1: just saying this shit can happen.
0: Uh, okay. All I right. believe. I guess I'm and just that's jaded When you and believe bitter. you can achieve. <laughs> um what what feeling does vintage evoke in you? Money, money, money. Oh, my God. That's awful. I'm saving money.
1: I'm oh, I'm Instead making, of spending a, money. No.
0: <laughs> I was hoping saving. for something a little bit more sincere or, like, emotional. It's
1: – you know what I feel like, honestly? I feel like the early explorers in the 1800s when they went to Egypt and they were finding tomb after tomb into treasures, and, and it was just eye-opening. And it's still – I still have that same excitement when I open – Boxes I haven't seen in five six years because we've moved so many warehouses or I go on a buying trip It's the excitement pure excitement because you it's cool stuff and then a chance of l- seeing something new
0: I think for me, it's a feeling of nostalgia um, I, I mean
1: boys don't do that.
0: I've been I've been on the earth for almost 32 years now and I think for me probably the first 15 years of my life 14 15 years um you know my childhood and you know <clears throat> being a preteen those those years were really good years and there's something comforting and safe about them i think like the pre 911 feeling you know of it just feeling different in the world and when I see clothes or objects or anything hear music from that time period it kind of makes me feel like I'm in like a warm cocoon like kind of um like reverting back to the womb type feeling I've noticed that yeah and I think that's why vintage is just something so strong in me because I just um I don't know it just makes me feel safe (laughs)
1: No, I get it. I've seen your reaction. A T shirts like a Red Hot Chili Pepper song comes on and you see a McDonald's giveaway bag and you get so excited.
0: Oh, I don't want to talk. Cry if oh, I talk oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying those are cool things.
0: No, that was a, a Halloween trick or treat bag. I know. From McDonald's, yeah. That I used to use when I would trick or treat with my mom. Yeah, that kind of stuff kills me. <laughs> All
1: right, on a happy note. <laughs>
0: All right, Sorry for crying, guys. Never not crying. Um, and Did you have anything you wanted to add for that one? No. Okay. Um, Do you feel that there are geographic areas where vintage is more popular?
1: Absolutely. I see that on the East Coast in New York, it's super popular. Down along the coast in Virginia, it seems like college towns are no. the ones... Well, I think that that's really
0: the demographic, the age demographic at least. Um, You know, that that college age, the kids really kind of eat it up like candy. Um, But obviously, I think coming from the East Coast to the West Coast, um, California is really just a hotbed. Um, I don't think there are many places that can compare.
1: You know what I've noticed? It's it's the areas and the towns across the country that have a really good music scene have a great vintage scene. For some reason, those two go hand in hand.
0: Well, I think to really love vintage takes some level of cultural knowledge, intelligence, um, because you're appreciating it, you're appreciating the era, you have some knowledge of history. Um, Yeah, I I think there's a correlation there for sure. Yeah, you're right. Did you want to add anything? No. I mean, yeah, for me, I would definitely say the West for sure. Not that the East isn't, but just it's it's magnified out here a lot more than I'd say any other part of the country. I don't know too much about the vintage scene globally. I mean, I have listeners on every continent except for Antarctica. So.
1: Well, we know Australia loves vintage. Uh, yeah,
0: Australians for sure. Um, people in the UK uh, people in Europe in general, people, I mean, obviously Japanese people. Um, Believe so. it or not,
1: I got a great article my brother forwarded me, and it was about two brothers, two Armenian brothers in Lebanon doing vintage. <laughs> and I was dying. These guys Yeah, are guys, hilarious. if you're
0: just jumping onto the podcast, like this is the first episode that you're listening to. Um, I've mentioned this before, but Art was born in Beirut, Lebanon, um, and then his family came here to the United States. So that's really funny.
1: Yeah. But they do like, a, I don't want to say junk, but like, this, you know, the houseware stuff, okay. like the shabby chic, that oh, kind of no, stuff, vintage. <laughs> so it's crack up.
0: I'm just imagining you and your brother selling shabby chic furniture. Hello, buddy. I have a
1: good deal for you. <laughs> Hello, buddy. Hello, buddy.
0: Okay. This is something that Art, I think, gets frustrated with because he came up with this question. Um, why do people think it's vintage just because it's from a thrift store?
1: Just because something's used doesn't mean it's vintage.
0: I didn't. I wasn't aware that this was a huge issue. Um, I think there's just a lot of misuse of terms, and that might be confusing people. I think so. Yeah. Well, because you see a lot of things out there that have a vintage tag, for example. It's like uh, Old Navy vintage style tea, and then people are like, oh, it's vintage?
1: You know, here's a clue. If the word vintage is anywhere near it on it <laughs> stay away <it's>, from it <laughs> it's not vintage
0: yeah um how do you I know just, this is vintage i it just says think there's, vintage. Like a, there's a lack a lack of education <laughs> amongst the public in general and um you know just causing some confusion um thrift stores many people go to thrift stores for many different reasons um i mean i experienced this when i was sourcing vintage in them you know there was me and the hipster kids with our carts loading up for our vintage businesses and then there were super poor people who you know were just hoping to find some clothes for their kids um and i hate to say it but you could just tell you could tell that they were there for a different reason just being honest
1: both reasons are great
0: and then you'd see you know maybe like a mom or somebody that, you know, might be looking for like some knickknacks for her house or people like scanning the books or records. Like there's many different clients to uh, to thrift stores. So, yeah. Um, which is better, Lee, Levi's, or Wrangler?
1: For men or women or in general? I don't know.
0: You came up with the question. I know. You tell me.
1: Personally, I like to see Wrangler's on a woman.
0: Wrangler's on a woman. Okay, I'll say this much. Um, and Lee. I I can only really wear Levi's 550s. I can't do a 501. I can't do a 505. I like Lee. I have some um, jeans that I cut into shorts that are Lee. Wrangler as well. I am um, a curvaceous woman. Um, I have a larger bootay, and I just feel like it looks better in Wrangler and Lee. Um, but men, I think look great in Levi's. Um, I, I
1: couldn't wear a pair of Levi's until I was 20 something. My thighs were too big to fit into 501s. And
0: I think that's why I, mean, I have more muscular legs. I think that's why I can't fit into them. Um, I don't know. I just think Wranglers are probably, probably the best. I just wish they didn't have such like a Western feel to them. Cause that's just not really my, that's not my thing. Yeah.
1: Vintage Wranglers. Even don't. though it's I have the a new horse. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Um, but you write
1: English, right?
0: I do write English, yes, yeah. I don't write Western, um, which is probably why I'm like a little anti the Wrangler vibe because I feel like it's much more part of the Western riding world. There's nothing wrong with it, it's just I grew up writing English and I, I just enjoy- Your britches. My britches, yes, okay. Um, where are people finding the best vintage? I actually did a little Instagram post about this, so I want to see your opinion first.
1: These days, I would have to say online, whether it's eBay, was it Depop, and all those other sources, and I, estate sales, thrift stores, yards. Yeah, those were like the
0: top three responses. Oh, yeah, yeah, online, but I... I, I differentiated between websites and social media um and people kind of pick both uh and then estate sales and thrift stores but thrift stores i think a lot of people said they liked because of the margins you know that they can get buy True. it for three bucks sell it for whatever
1: and the, and thrift stores are hit and miss there's some great ones across yeah, the country i mean i don't but...
0: even go to thrift stores anymore and i used that used to be like every weekend i'd go to like three to six thrift stores.
1: I had routes, daily routes when I first started a yeah. business and it was great from here up, up to Northern Cal, Southern Cal, but now oh, the I entire like valley. It's
0: probably so picked over. Oh,
1: it is. And now they don't even let this good stuff come out to the floor.
0: Uh, Well, you might you still luck out. Like, I think in the Midwest and definitely in parts of Pennsylvania, there's stores where they just don't know what they have. Oh, the
1: South is amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I had really good luck in, in Indianapolis once at, like, a Salvation Army, and I couldn't believe how cheap everything was. I was like, these people have no idea what this stuff is, and everything was, like, in the wrong section. You know, they had, like, really cute, like women's stuff in the kids section and that's i i've given people that advice before when you go to the thrift store always check every section because there's going to be shit there that someone put in that section because they don't know what the hell it is i've found so many good like smaller size women items in children's section oh that's what i do too store yeah um anything else to add to that one
1: no okay i think our listeners are quite smart where to find things they are you notice how I said our listeners?
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Kay. Because I've read the podcast rules. If you're on a podcast more than three times, you're part of the podcast.
0: Okay. Sounds good. What um, what, positive, <laughs> what positive impact does Vintage make on the world?
1: Oh, I think you've discussed this in earlier podcasts where it reduces the amount of waste, the carbon footprint, and just being happy, you know. Being happy. Being happy that you ha- you're contributing, that you're doing something other than just throwing a, not using a straw.
0: Well, <laughs> I think it's a really good way to be a champion for change. Oh, oh in here we go. Uh, what nothing nothing to be a champion for change, especially because we're all living we're all living busy lives
1: champion for
0: change. Stop. Being a champion for, ch- oh my god, you, know, you threw me off.
1: Champion for change. <sighs>
0: Such a ch- <coughs> Stop coughing. Drink your coffee.
1: Champion um, for change. No,
0: it's a great way to be a champion for change for people that don't have a lot of time. <coughs> That's hard spitting his coffee out for people who don't have a lot of time to volunteer to do good things in their community you're at least doing something that's good for your world and that has such a chain reaction that you might not even be thinking about you don't you know we have to think about who's making those shitty clothes well if you're not buying into fast fashion you're buying vintage use secondhand use whatever then you're not Putting into the demand for that person to have to do that shitty work. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a butterfly effect.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's kind of like being
0: champion for change. All right, we're moving on. Last question. I really
1: like your answers. I think you want to debate just with that.
0: We haven't answered the last question. That's how far ahead you are. What have we learned from each other about vintage? Oh, Christ.
1: That, let's see, that, according to you, I don't know much about women's clothing that's and not a, couture. That's, that is
0: not what I say. And we don't have couture here.
1: Exactly. I know we have couture, but you say it's not couture.
0: Oh, God almighty. This is where the real debate's going <laughs> to happen. Okay. I do think that before I came here, Art and Rafi didn't offer, what are you doing with Art's no. messing with my desk? Um They didn't offer that much in terms of feminine pieces, and we still don't offer too, too much. We're working on it. So when I tell people that Art takes some sort of offense as if he doesn't know what women's vintage is, I just want to say it's your bread and butter. It's not even the crumb. Yeah.
1: Let alone the bread or the butter. Not even the jelly.
0: Well, I've learned a lot from you about denim and surplus. Although I still feel like there's way more to learn. It just doesn't interest me as much as other stuff. I'm more into vintage eras where you're more into vintage categories.
1: Very true, because that's how we kind of started. Instead of trying to learn all of vintage at one time, me and my brother split it up.
0: I'm more like of a fashion history girl, and you're more of... Like find a category and learn as much as I can about it and like max out my knowledge. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I know like a moderate amount about a lot of different eras. Oh, I
1: love that. That's I love learning things like that from you about like all the different things that went into an era as opposed to just one item in an era, you know, that's really cool. It's very helpful to me because it helps me see the broad picture. And then with your obscure references to movies and things, and I'll watch them on my own and I see everything in the play. So sometimes it's better to see it visually too.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously I've, I've learned um, a lot about the wholesale piece Um coming specifically from like an all retail background. So having that wholesale knowledge is really important and understanding market demand and understanding the industry in a much larger scale because we're just working on such a larger scale. Um, So yeah. Anything else you want to add to that?
1: Uh, No. No.
0: Okay. Well guys, that wraps up the, Oh,
1: I've also learned how to keep a really clean warehouse.
0: Yeah, Art's been hustling on the cleaning the last week or so. It's um, it's always a work in progress. It's a lot of area to keep clean, um, but we've been doing a lot of organizing, purging, cleaning. Finding some great
1: treasures that we yeah, haven't seen. Yeah, the
0: that's the that's fun part about the cleanup process is there's stuff you find that somebody either hid or you hid or got hidden.
1: From a move from a previous warehouse. Yeah,
0: so, so. definitely finding some cool stuff there. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I was able to help you with the cleaning aspect.
1: A lot more than just cleaning.
0: Yeah. Um, so that wraps up the Great Vintage Debate of 2020, my friends. I hope this was much more enjoyable <coughs> enjoyable to listen to than a presidential debate.
1: Absolutely. And the winner, and the champ, Bridget.
0: No, I didn't. I'm. I i do not care about winning.
1: I do. Cause I'm gonna get you next time. <laughs>
0: Um, So, yeah, that's all I really have. Um, In the meantime, I gave you all the details. They will be in the show notes. So if you ever are like, oh, crap, what did she say? I didn't hear it. Or I'm driving and I I don't have a pen and paper. It's not safe to write. Just go to the show notes. Everything is there um, for you guys. And you'll be able to click with links and stuff like that. would love to hear from you. Just reach out. Say hi. And, yeah, until next time, stay safe. I got a question for you. Yeah what What do you
1: prefer a general type of store or an actual clothing vintage store?
0: Um I prefer a mixed bag. I like a store that offers vintage and um, I'm very big on apothecary items and like house tchotchkes.
1: Yeah, would you think that would be the formula for success? If I, someone do. Was-
0: I mean I look at um, I look at general store in Venice general um, mohawk on um, sunset and I think that um, you know not everybody is super into vintage so I feel like if you have a little bit of stuff mixed in and I mean you could do this even if you're selling it like a flea market you know maybe have a little table set up with some like clean beauty items or some incense or Ceramics or something like that, or like invite a friend to maybe share a booth with you and kind of like mix in your stuff. I do think that that um, blueprint for a store is super successful.
1: I agree. I like that much better as well. And
0: and also if you offer smaller little things, I feel like because you know I remember being in this like place when I didn't have a ton of money and I'd go into a store. Like when I was on shopping trips for Urban and I couldn't afford like the big ticket items, but maybe I could afford like, I don't know, a lip balm or something. You know what I mean? Like Oh, absolutely. And it was a nice feeling like, oh, I went to X store and was able to get something. Um, I think that there are girls and guys out there that it just makes them feel like a little special. Um, Instead of feeling like walking out, feeling discouraged like they didn't have anything for me because that's a terrible feeling and I've been there.
1: I get it. I'm on the opposite. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Like you just pure vintage.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I love that idea. But the reason I buy something isn't so I can buy. It. I just hate walking into a store and walking empty handed. I feel bad like I wasted the people's time. So I always feel like I have to buy something. I don't something. feel that
0: way, especially because a lot of those stores are filled with like snobby people. Um, I just I've always felt like a little bit more embarrassed.
1: I always buy a sticker.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, these some and then give them, don't like, have stickers.
1: Give them ninety-five pennies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's a good question, though. Oh, yeah, thank any, you. Any others before I sign off? Nope. Okay, well, guys, this is for real—the end of the Great Vintage Debate 2020. In the meantime, stay safe and don't be basic. Bye.
1: Bye, bougie.